could not escape notice, but a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him. And she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She answered him, sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. May God bless our understanding of this sacred text. Let us pray. Holy God, ever available to all who truly seek you, come to us now that we might receive your grace, a grace that transforms, makes whole, and unites us in mutual learning and service for the sake of all your children. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. I told you it was a doozy. The story of the Syrophoenician woman's faith might conclude with a miraculous healing, but it begins with a confounding insult. I cannot read this story without cringing when I hear Jesus call the woman a dog. My preconceived notions about how the Son of God should behave do not include such casual cruelty. But preconceived notions don't tend to serve us well when it comes to engaging the Bible. The gospel is proclaimed in this passage as surely as in the scriptures that portray Jesus merrily welcoming children. We must open our hearts to God's movement the very same way Jesus' heart was opened. The context in which this narrative unfolds is an old one that is repeated all too often in history. One that we can read about in the newspaper or newsfeed any morning. Animosity between groups of people rooted in religion, culture, race, gender. Animosity that is stoked by mistrust, violence, and inequality. Animosity that is passed down generations until no one even remembers how it started. Jesus clearly understood that he had a ministry to do. He understood that he was called to teach, heal, and redeem God's people. But he did not yet understand that God's people extended beyond the Israelite tribe. Certainly 
not to the idolatrous and toxic Gentile neighbors who only ever made life hard for his kinsmen. He had a blind spot that was fueled by the animosity between Jews and Gentiles. That is, until a certain Syrophoenician woman opened his eyes. The exchange is painful to read. The woman was faithful from the start, approaching Jesus in absolute trust that this holy man had the capacity to heal her daughter. Yet, he refused. It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. There's no pretending that Jesus' words were anything but an insult. In Hebrew culture, dogs were not looked upon favorably. Jesus was not referring to a well-loved Labrador retriever when he conjured the image of dogs begging under the dinner table. Dogs were rarely kept as pets or even trained as workers. They were scavengers, nuisances running wild. Despite this affront to her dignity, the Syrophoenician woman was polite but persistent. Sir, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus' heart was changed. Jesus' eyes were opened to the will of God. What God wanted turned out to be even more radical than Jesus had ever imagined. God's dream for Jesus was not to teach, liberate, love, redeem, and forgive only the people of his own culture, the people already bound in covenant to his own God. Rather, Jesus is sent into the world for the whole world to bring the good news of the kingdom of God to all people everywhere, even the ones he had been brought up to mistrust. Perhaps only a Syrophoenician woman with great faith could have taught Jesus the lesson he needed to learn. Now maybe this feels a little uncomfortable, imagining Jesus in the role of student. Jesus is, after all, our rabbi, our teacher. But Jesus had teachers as well, and this was not the first time the lesson to learn was his. Remember that story of the teenage Jesus who went missing? His parents searched for days only to find him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Surely someone taught Jesus how to use the tools of his trade, mentoring him in the craft of carpentry. Someone taught him to read the Hebrew scriptures. The lesson Jesus learned from the Syrophoenician woman may have been a dramatic, painful, and even theological lesson, but it was not the first time another human taught him a lesson. I love this scripture for so many reasons. I love that in a time when women's voices were rarely heard, 
the words of the unnamed Syrophoenician woman were preserved. I love that the woman is vindicated, that the initial way she was treated was overturned, that her great faith was honored, and that her beloved daughter was healed. But most of all, I do love that we see a Jesus who was teachable. I suspect we are most alive when we are learning. A third grader learning to write the letter Z in cursive, an oncology resident learning to detect and treat cancer, a furloughed worker learning to play prelude in C on the previously dusty piano, a widow learning to live joyfully even as she never forgets her loss. And the Son of God, learning that God's love cannot be contained within human boundaries of race, culture, and gender. We cannot allow the pages of scripture to become so two-dimensional that Jesus becomes a sort of silhouette an empty shadow that only mimics the living, breathing, healing, teaching, and learning Jesus Christ. It is in scriptures such as this in which Jesus struggles and succeeds to follow God's will that we see the fully human and fully divine Son of God. It is in scriptures such as this that our hope for our bruised and broken world is quietly restored. There is indeed good news in this story. Jesus learned from the faithful Syrophoenician woman that the love of God is withheld from no one. Jesus learned that in fact, there are no dogs scavenging for the crumbs under the table. All of God's children are offered the gifts of God's abundance. One and all are given grace. One and all are invited to the feast of the kingdom of God. May we all have such faith as the Syrophoenician woman, and may we all be as teachable as our living Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.